Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I posted a story last week and mentioned a previous neighbor who was so crazy I had to move and a few people wanted to hear the story about him, so here we go. A little background. I used to live with my good friend in an apartment complex on the sketchier side of town, and with that came the usual crazies, but nothing we couldn't handle almost, except for our next-door neighbor. Also this happened about three months ago. The complex was smaller than a typical one, only two buildings and a shitty pool. We lived on the bottom floor and directly across from us was my neighbor's door, we'll call him Tim with a little walkway in between that would take you to the parking lot of the complex what he called the vestibule. 
It was a pretty small space, so if we both came out of our apartments at the same time, then we'd pretty much run into each other. Tim loved his vestibule. He put out flowers and constantly swept to keep it clean, etc. We didn't mind at all, nor paid much attention to it, really. Just thought he wanted to keep his apartment looking as nice as it could, which is respectable. We lived in the apartment for two and a half years, and never realized how obsessed he was with the vestibule until my girlfriend and I came home from dinner one day and found a note taped to our door. It was written in Sharpie and looked like a ransom note. The note read in all caps, no smoking on the vestibule. We pulled the note off the door confused as to why it was there when Tim's door flew open and walked right up to us. It was like he was watching the door waiting for us to come home or something because there was no way he could have heard us unless he was right next to the door. He looked like he was fuming yet talked in a soft calm voice. It was definitely strange and it put off a very creepy vibe. The conversation went something like this. Did you get my note? You mean this one? I then held the note up to him. Yay. Did you read it? As he starts to move closer. Ooh yeah, but we don't smoke on the walkway or in the house for that matter. We smoke over in the parking lot so it wasn't us. He then whispers, it's a vestibule. I'm sorry I didn't hear you. It's a vestibule and I need it clean so stop smoking out here. With that he does a 180 and slams his door behind him. We were stunned to say the least, I've barely ever talked to this guy in the last two years, except the simple hey when we happened to cross paths in the parking lot or on the vestibule, so it freaked us out to say the least. We went inside chalked it up to, this place is full of crazies, and forgot about it. Watched a movie, drank a little, and went to bed. The next morning was a Monday so I left in the morning for work. My roommate had already left as well so it was just my girlfriend in the apartment. She worked afternoons so she usually wouldn't text me till about noon, and I never really texted her first so she could sleep, but that day she never texted me. 12.30 rolls around so I text her first thinking she gotta be up by now and probably forgot or something, and that's when my heart sank. She respond to my hey good morning with he's trying to break in. I quickly call her a couple times and she's not picking up so now I'm freaking out. I run to my boss, let him know someone is breaking into my house, and he lets me go. I'm calling her and calling, but she won't pick up. I decide to call my roommate and let him know someone is breaking in so he is on his way too. I'm thinking she's been hurt or something when she finally calls me back. She was on the phone with the police when I pick up the phone, she's hysterical, crying and incoherent. I calm her down enough to figure out what's wrong. She says that someone is pounding on the door and twisting the handle, and she thinks it's the neighbor. He hadn't broken in yet, but he's yelling and screaming while kicking the door over and over so loud I can hear it though the phone. He's not screaming words either, just crazy loud yelling. I'm furious to say the least and speeding to get home. I stay on the phone with my girlfriend the entire time to make sure she's okay. When I get the I see the police walking away from my apartment I rush up and tell them I'm the owner of the apartment, try explaining the situation. They respond saying they tried knocking on the door but no one answered. Yeah you dumbass, why would she open the door for knocking when he was knocking too is what I wanted to say to him, but just ask that you talk to him and that I wanted to press charges and they said they will take a report and left. Didn't even come back to make sure my girlfriend was okay. I walk over and he's not there anymore, just boot marks on my door 
and a note taped to my door that reads in red sharpie this time, no smoking on the vestibule. The note was horrifying, like a mental patient in an asylum wrote it. Instead of a single piece of tape to hold it up, it was taped on every single side. I rip it off and go inside to find my girlfriend hiding in closets sitting there bawling her eyes out. I comfort her and get her some water. My roommate comes through the door at this point and looks mad. I show him the note and we both go over to confront him maybe kick his ass. I don't know it was implied lol as soon as we exit the house he opens his door meaning once again he was probably watching us. Did you get my note? If your note who the f do you think you are trying to break into my house? What do you mean? I just put the note up. No you were pounding on the door and jiggling the handle trying to get in. Well I knocked but definitely didn't pound on your door or anything. My girlfriend was in there and is shaken up because you were trying to break in and I could hear you though the phone screaming. This is where he froze and I realized that he didn't think anyone was home. Just said, no smoking on the vestibule and shuffled back into his apartment. My roommate yelled, F your vestibule and kicked his door which I found pretty funny. Our guess was that he thought he could get away with kick and trying to break down our door and realized we knew it was him. Made us wonder how many times he tried to kick our door in when we weren't home. My girlfriend didn't leave the house for probably a week after that. Using her vacation time because she couldn't bring herself to go outside alone in the chance he would be there. A few days later his wife who I've never seen in my life only heard because she too would have fits of rage that you could hear from outside the house came over and explained that he was schizophrenic and has OCD so he takes the vestibule very seriously. She then asked if she could use my oven to make brownies with a big creepy smile, instilling into my mind that these people are out of their minds crazy. I told her absolutely not, that the two of them need to stay the F away from anyone that comes in and out of this apartment. If he yells at even one more person that we're going to call the police, then slam the door in her face. I was just so angry and furious. I was tired of dealing with all these creeps and weirdos, and now it was affecting the lives of my loved ones, so I decided I need a change and found a new place shortly after all of this and moved out last month. My roommate followed suit, he moved out this month leaving behind that hellhole for good. I haven't seen him since and hope that whoever moves into that place doesn't smoke on the vestibule because God help them if they do. Edit. Little update to this post since it's kinda popular on the subreddit. I had dinner with my roommate last night and brought up I posted this story and we talked theories about it again like the good old days he said that one time he was pulling into the parking lot and noticed the wife walking away from the vestibule talking to herself as usual and when we walked up he said it smelled like smoke. He brushed it off and forgot about it until the whole vestibule event went down but never brought it up because we didn't want to talk or engage about it while my girlfriend was around as to not freak her out anymore. Since I'm no longer with that person, we theories that maybe, and this is not 100% proven, that the cigarette butts he found on the vestibule were actually from his wife. It's one of many possibilities, but I think the most likely. Also I asked if he still had the notes which he said he does and is going to send me some pics of them so you guys can get a better idea of how creepy they look. My family and I were the creepy neighbors. My single mother and I and my siblings moved into a middle class neighborhood when I was 12 years old, I am the oldest. 
Mother managed to score a great deal on an apartment in a two-family apartment house. We were dirt poor, on welfare, and my mother was a mentally ill, abusive psychotic. The other residents in the neighborhood were relatively normal, middle-class people. Financially, many were quite comfortable, even rich. We were the poorest people in the neighborhood. We were the only kids being raised by a single parent every other kid in the neighborhood, and there were dozens upon dozens of kids were all being raised by a two-parent family. We were the only welfare recipients in the neighborhood. Being poor, we could hardly afford groceries, forget about eating out. Hunger was a constant companion while all the other kids ate regularly. In the summertime, when the ice cream man came driving down our street, all the other neighborhood kids and parents would buy themselves ice cream every day while me and my siblings could only stand there and watch all the other kids purchase and enjoy their ice cream. The worst part of it all was having a mentally ill, screaming, raving maniac for a parent. Our mother screamed and yelled at us kids pretty much every day of the week. She used to put up a phony front to the neighbors, but they weren't fooled. Unbeknownst to mother, our neighbors could hear her screaming, raving tirades outside the four walls of our apartment, especially during the summer when we had our windows open because we had no air conditioning. The neighbors would remark to us kids, Boy, your mother sure does yell a lot. Mother had not a single friend amongst our neighbors. One day I was hanging out with some of the neighborhood kids. We were all the way up the block, far away from my place. We weren't doing much of anything, just talking. When all of the sudden, the sound of my mother's screaming voice filled the air. Evidently, she was yelling at one of my siblings. All the other kids fell down on the ground screaming with laughter. They all knew it was my mother's voice as they have heard this countless times before. But it was a first for me, finding out that my mother's screaming voice could be heard outdoors by the neighbors, and so far away from the apartment too. I was mortally embarrassed. It was kind of bittersweet that the neighbors knew. Sweet because some people outside the family knew what a mentally ill, abusive, screaming maniac she really was. Bitter because there was nothing they could or would do about it to save us kids from the hell we lived in. This just happened a few hours ago. But I'm not really sure if it's a cause for concern. I just feel very uncomfortable after. I-20 female live with two other women, but our boyfriends stay over frequently. I was outside with my parents and boyfriend, handing out candy to some trick-or-treaters, when I saw my neighbor come outside. When we moved in, we quickly met the surrounding neighbors, and these two lived directly across the street. It turns out the guy was an addict, and the wife had a medical condition, so she stayed inside a lot. The husband approached me and my family, and was generally pleasant to talk to before it turned incredibly uncomfortable. After about 30 minutes of speaking, he would not leave. He began to accuse me and my roommates of throwing out garbage in his can. He then went into detail about how he had it on camera, and there was a pair of underwear in the garbage bag. He described the person on these cameras as short and stout. I am 5 foot 10, and you'll see why I'm saying this. He continued to go on about how his wife is mad at him because one of us did it, but he isn't mad and isn't trying to get us in trouble. After about 15 minutes of this, his wife sends him a photo of my Facebook profile and says that this person's name was on the papers in the garbage. At this point, my parents went in, and my boyfriend and I are alone with this man, and he's saying that I must have done it and kept asking why I put these underwear on top. 
but my roommates and I have never thrown anything in his trash. I found their Facebooks and blocked them because it creeped me out, and he said his wife tried to call the police about it. My parents just brushed it off, but I still feel uneasy. What do you guys make of this? Sorry for any grammar mistakes and lack of capitalization. Edit. I feel like I've left a few things out because I wrote this very late last night. That being said, he also said my ex-roommate used to flirt with him while she would cut our grass. He also came to our door once and asked for an Amanda my last name, but neither my cousin nor myself are named Amanda. He never said why he was at the door, and after we told him no, he just kind of talked for a minute and left, and we never heard anything since. He specifically waited to accuse me of these things last night until my parents went inside the house. He also mentioned having lots of guns and exclusively said not to piss off his wife before the accusations. Shortly after moving into my first apartment, I started having strange encounters with one of Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. My neighbors on laundry night. I would pass through my neighbor's carport when it rained to get to the laundromat. He stood in the shadows a bit and startled me several times, possibly avoiding the rain. I tried to be friendly, but he would just stare at me, smoking his cigarettes and not say a word. Soon, it became a regular routine for him, and then the apartment across the way opened up, and he moved to that one. I changed laundry to a daytime-only event. One night, I sat on my stoop on the phone and noticed a red light in the distance. It was him sitting in the dark with a video camera pointed straight at me. I went inside to tell my friend, who had just been crashing at my place for a few weeks freaked out and relieved about the timing. That night, my friend staying with me went out, and when he was gone, I heard loud bangs. They sounded far away, but I used a sound machine to help me sleep, so I still couldn't be sure what it was. The next day, leaving, we noticed the door wood around the deadbolt was all mushed up. I asked him if he noticed it when he came back, but it was late and he was a little drunk, so he wasn't sure. The maintenance people were very concerned because it looked like someone tried to break in while I was home alone. Shortly after that, I left and got a new apartment. Luckily, my new roommate had an amazing big dog, and when she was out of town one night, I woke up at like 3am to him growling at her window. 
I went over and ensured it was locked. The next day, my neighbors asked me if I locked myself out, and I asked, No, why? Sure enough, the screen on the outside was all twisted as if someone tried to break in but got interrupted by a very big dog. The worst part was I had out-of-state plates, and all my friends kept telling me to get them switched because I was sticking out to the police. I often thought that he tracked me down by plates and tried again, or maybe I was just paranoid, and these were a series of break-ins looking for money, jewelry, etc. Edit. A sound machine helps people sleep. It makes loud noises less disruptive. I'm a female in my early 20s, and I moved out on my own for the first time about two years ago. I haven't really talked to my neighbors much, and it makes me a bit worried because nobody here seems to watch out for me. If something seems strange, no one would even notice or check if I'm okay. Last year, I saw a man who often walked his dog in the open area behind my home. This isn't unusual to see because a lot of people use that area. His dog is really cute, and my cat liked to play with it through the glass door in the back. They would run back and forth, and sometimes they'd put their paw on the glass. It was fun to watch. One day I was outside, and his dog ran up to my porch, all happy, wanting to be petted and say hello to my cat. My cat was his kitty friend. That was the first time I talked to this neighbor. Let's call him Mark. Mark seemed like a nice guy, and we got along well. We started hanging out quite a bit in a short time because I smoke outside, and he was always taking his dog out, especially during the summer. So we bumped into each other a lot. Most days after work, we'd spend an hour or more just talking. This went on for a few weeks. I gave him my phone number, and I was really happy to have a friend in my apartment complex. But I have to admit he seemed really interested in having a romantic relationship or being friends with benefits. I was very clear with him that I wasn't interested in either of those things at all, and I had to tell him this many times. To be honest, it was starting to annoy me that this topic kept coming up every time we talked. He kept trying to get me to go to his house pretty fast, right from our first talk until the last one. He kept offering multiple times every time I saw him. I always said no and blamed it on being cautious about COVID, but he eventually got tired of that excuse and invited himself into my home as well. But one day he came out while I was smoking with a bottle of wine and a couple of glasses. He said I had to try it because it was really tasty. I noticed right away that the seal on the bottle was broken, but it didn't look like anyone had drunk from it. The bottle was full to the top. Then he poured us both some wine and didn't hesitate to say, go ahead, take a drink. I felt very uneasy, but I didn't want to make him feel like he was being accused of anything. After all, he poured himself a glass of the same wine, right? I was thinking, what's the worst that could happen? But my mom raised me better than that. So I pretended to take a sip and said the wine was good. After each of us talked, he kept telling me to drink more. I told him I don't really drink much, so I'm taking it slow. But I also noticed he hadn't drunk any. So I told him to go ahead and have some. He didn't grab his glass right away, but in the middle of talking, he reached for it and accidentally spilled the wine in the grass. He didn't make a big deal out of it and said it was my turn to drink. That's when I pointed out. You haven't even had a sip yet. You spilled your drink. Pour yourself another glass. I don't want to drink alone. So he poured another glass, but he still didn't drink from it. 
A few moments later, he told me to drink mine. I said he needed to catch up, and we kept going around in circles like that. He reached for his glass again, and guessed what happened. He spilled it once more, with wine all over the grass. Then he told me to drink again. At this point, I'd had enough. Too many warning signs were telling me to get out of there. I told him honestly that this seemed really suspicious, and I couldn't trust the drink because he refused to drink any of it himself. Yet he was so eager for me to drink mine. He told me he was just clumsy and not used to drinking much. He said he saw me having friends over, taking shots and drinking beers and wine, so he thought I could handle it better than him. But that made me even more uncomfortable. I mean, he's been watching me. Our apartment complex is really big, and he doesn't live close to me. He's like half a block away, and he can't even see my windows or yard from where he lives. So I told him straight up that I'm not drinking anything anymore because of how everything felt weird. But he poured himself another glass anyway, and as you guessed it, he spilled it again. The bottle was almost empty by then. I poured the last of the wine into his glass and told him to drink it with me. When I counted to three, we raised our glasses, and to my surprise, he actually took a sip. Then I spilled mine in the grass. About two nights later, he came out while I was smoking and immediately started complaining to me. He was upset that I didn't want to date him or be intimate with him and couldn't understand why all girls were like this. He got really loud and started shouting at me, asking why I had a problem with him and why I wouldn't do those things. I told him that I had been honest with him since I met him. I said it wasn't about him specifically, I just wasn't interested in dating or being intimate with anyone right now. He kept yelling at me and started talking about his ex and her dog, yes, her dog. He then went on to tell me about how he used to mistreat that dog terribly. He went into detail about how he wouldn't give it food or water because it did things in the house and how he would kick it really hard. I was absolutely horrified by what I was hearing, especially because while he was telling me the story, he was playing fetch with his own dog. Now I understand why his dog always seemed really afraid of him. But when I asked him about it before, he used to tell me that his dog had been mistreated by its previous owners, so it was just scared and didn't trust people. The dog was always really happy to see me and would snuggle up with me and stick close by. I used to think I was just special to the dog, but now knowing what I do, I think the poor dog might be living in an abusive home. I had had enough of this guy, so I told him I needed to leave because my friends were waiting for me but he kept sending me lots of weird messages. When he's outside, my phone would fill up with random messages that never seemed to end. He even texted me saying he knew I was home because he saw me walking around or noticed my car in the parking lot. He would throw his dog's toys onto my porch and stand outside my porch for hours. I think he believed that because I'm a smoker, I would eventually come outside, but he was mistaken because whenever I saw him out there, I would just go out to the front. Even before the wine incident happened, he had said some things to me that were also warning signs. I guess the lesson here is to trust your instincts. Sadly, he's still bothering me to this day, and like I mentioned earlier, we only talked and spent time together for a couple of weeks in the summer of last year. My most recent message from him was last night. He asked me what he had done wrong, and if I had felt disrespected in any way. I thought about responding to his text with the honest truth about how strange and unsettling he acted and how he made me feel really uneasy, 
but I didn't want to give him any suggestions on how to be better. Never drink anything if the seal is broken. I'll take a guess here and say he was definitely trying to tamper with my drink. In hindsight, this wasn't that bad, but at the time it was creepy. To give context, I was in an apartment building and my stack was all identical bachelor apartments. It was an L-shaped living space with the rest of the rectangle being a long bathroom or closet space. Everywhere was carpet except the tiny kitchen and this long bathroom. Upstairs neighbor wanted to practice his tennis moves, so he would get on his skateboard and throw himself side to side, basically skateboarding back and forth from one end of the bathroom to the other end in the closet. One night I had finally had enough and went upstairs to confront him, and he opens the door shirtless with his hands over his nipples. I asked him what the hell he was doing, and he nods towards the skateboard and tennis racket and goes, practicing my moves with this wild look in his eye like he was afraid of what I was going to do. I was a tiny girl, and he was a burly Eastern European guy. Not sure what his deal really was, but he skateboarded the entire time I lived there. Three times a week for a year. Weird as hell. Old Korea war vet who lost a good bit of sanity in the jungle. Raving about how happy he was to have white neighbors because the SS and N-word Hispanics and African Americans that moved onto the street were bringing crime and running down his property value. I made a comment about dealing with crime the Second Amendment way, which he took as an invitation to wave his locked and cocked army Colt 45 in my face with an, ah hell yay, they come round my place, they got another thing common. Ironically, there was one Hispanic family on our street and one black family around the corner. They had the next nicest properties of the area. They were actually raising his property value by providing better priced comparables in the area. The white drug dealer across the street and his inability or unwillingness to maintain his own property is what was driving his property value down. Not exactly a next-door neighbor, but back in my parents' country, in the town they came from, a rich man was allegedly murdered by his wife. The incident happened in the 90s a few streets away from where my father grew up. The victim was a wealthy car dealer, and she was a typical young, blonde bimbo. She married him for his money, and he married her for her aesthetic qualities. After a couple of years of marriage, she began an affair with a rough cage fighter type. A few months later, the husband was found dead in the swimming pool at their mansion drowned. He had bruises on his chest and arms, and naturally suspicion fell to the wife and her lover. They were both charged, but the prosecution case fell apart. The cage fighter's uncle was a high-up politician, and many suspect this is why the case came to nothing. The wife and the lover were spotted together quite often before the husband's death. But after the trial fell apart, the wife's lover fled the country, and she lived as a reclusive widow. Former neighbor was in the KKK, some kind of grand wizard or whatever bees term they use. To us, he was perfectly polite as we were of a color and religion he approved of. He also thought me being English was fascinating. We were polite to him and avoided talk about politics, but there were a few incidents. One of our friends came to visit. He happened to be black. On his way to the corner store, the neighbor pulled a gun on him and asked him to get the F out of my driveway and word. 
The same guy was walking home on another occasion, and they crept behind him doing an Uncle Tom impression he laughed that one off. He and his family spent most of the 2008 presidential campaign standing in local parking lots with a huge sign listing a bunch of birther stuff about Obama. They freaked out when he was elected. He raised his children and grandchildren to be racist. His grandkids were terrified of non-white people. That was really sad to witness.